Hello everyone, I am the cool art historian on Instagram and for my podcast debut, I wanted to introduce you to one of the most brilliant female artists of Baroque art history, Artemisia Gentileschi. While there is so much to be said about this artist and fellow Caravaggista, I will mainly focus on two of her works and some backstory. So who was Artemisia Gentileschi? Artemisia Gentileschi was perhaps one of the greatest female artists of history, however sadly overlooked in the history books. Only gently glossed over in most art history foundation classes, Artemisia is known mostly as the daughter of famed painter Orazio Gentileschi, whom was also an early follower of Caravaggio. However, there is so much more to this incredible historical figure. Born in 1593 in Rome, Artemisia was the oldest of four and the only daughter. However, regardless of her gender, her father saw great potential in her artistic abilities very early on. Because of this, Orazio taught his daughter how to paint and continued this education well into her teens, so much so that of all his children, she was the one that worked with him in his studio. Her earliest painting, Susanna and the Elders, dates to the year 1610, when Artemisia would have been a mere 17 years old. I bet you weren't creating artistic masterpieces at 17. I know I wasn't. Unfortunately, Artemisia would experience a great trauma that same year that many art historians believe profoundly influenced her work. Her father, like most great painters at this time, would take on apprentices to help with hack work in the studio. He hired one such apprentice by the name of Agostino Tazi. What transpired next may serve as a trigger warning, so please proceed with caution. Tazi gained access into the Gentileschi household where he assaulted and raped Artemisia. Not only was this traumatic experience bad enough, it also led to a seven-month-long court battle. Because at this point in history, the virginity of a girl was the property of the father, and Tazi had stolen it. Orazio won the court battle, but not before his daughter was publicly shamed, tortured, and examined to verify her account of the rape. Yes, you heard me right, I said tortured. Artemisia was subjected to torture in the form of the sibelle, a form of thumbscrew. Cords were fastened to the fingers and tightened to excruciating degrees. Throughout the whole ordeal, she maintained her statement and in mid-torture, she cited saying, It is true, it is true, it is true. In 1620, Artemisia finished what is possibly her best-known work, Judith severing the head of Holofernes. She was not the first to produce such a piece based on the famed biblical story, but hers was profoundly different. When compared to Caravaggio's version, we see Judith as a small, meek woman who displays a look of disgust and uncertainty on her face. Also, the anatomy of Caravaggio's Judith would not have been able to sever a man's head while maintaining such a position. Her hand and arm are simply not positioned correctly. There is also something to be said about the possible sexual connotation of this piece because Caravaggio has depicted Judith with erect nipples that clearly show through her blouse. Looking back at Artemisia's version, we see Judith, strong, certain, and determined to kill this man. Not just kill, but remove his head. No sexual incognitos appear to be present, only sheer hatred for this human being. Her composition is also much more gruesome than Caravaggio's. 
For anyone who has ever seen Caravaggio's work, you know that his shock factor was next level for his time. So to outdo a master of gore during this period in art history gives some idea to just how Artemisia felt. Also, it's important to mention that Agostino Tazzi, Artemisia's rapist, possessed many of the same features as Artemisia's Holofernes. Makes you think. Probably the most amazing fact about Artemisia, at least for me, is she didn't let what happened to her define her. She refused to be the victim, and you can see that in her self-portrait as La Pictora, painted in 1638 through 1639. La Pictora is the allegory of painting, the female embodiment of art, and her attributes are clearly depicted. Her hair is up, messy and not styled, there is a chain that hangs around her neck with a mask charm that symbolizes naturalism, which, as a follower of Caravaggio, naturalism is Artemisia's bread and butter. Her left hand holds a palette while resting on a small table, while her right hand is held high and grasping a brush, and her face is undone. These attributes were designed in Cesare Ripa's Codex Iconologia. However, one attribute that Artemisia has left out is that the Iconologia calls for La Pictora to wear a gag around her mouth because painting is mute. Artemisia has refused the gag. She will not be silenced. Artemisia overcame rape, public shame, and the taboo that came with being a female artist in this period of history. She was her own hero and fostered a new idea of feminism and womanhood both in her art and actions. And 400 years later, she is still speaking to us, telling us to be great. I really hope you all enjoyed this five minute deep dive into Artemisia Gentileschi. If you want more content like this, please let me know in the comments. Or if you have something you wanna to add to this segment or suggest an artist for another segment, comment below. Also, don't forget to like this post and follow me. And remember, Stay cool and artsy.